Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, All These Things Are Against Me. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring a lesson to all of us that if not needed now, will be needed at some point in our lives. Because you will hear in the lesson, it appears to Jacob that the unfortunate circumstances he is in are completely negative, when in fact God was using these very events to bring about some of the greatest blessings he and his family would ever experience. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. I always think of what David said in Psalm chapter 4, verse 1. David said, Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. When we're in distress, we think it's the end. When we're in distress, we think it's all over. But we don't know it's those times of distress when God is enlarging us. There's another human interest story in your Bible. If you'll take your Bibles and turn to the book of Ruth. Ruth. Joshua judges Ruth. First and second Samuel. Short little book of four chapters tucked away between Judges and First Samuel. We find another human interest story, particularly about the lady the book is named after, Ruth, but uh, also about others, including her mother-in-law, Naomi. And this particular story as well, it could be said, all these things are against me at one certain point. But that wasn't the whole story because by the time we get to the end of the story, we see that God was working some wonderful things in the life of Naomi. As a matter of fact, the main lesson of the book of Ruth is that the life of the godly is not a straight line to glory. The life of the godly is not an interstate through Nebraska, but a state road through the Blue Ridge Mountains of Tennessee. There are rock slides and precipices and dark mists and bears and slippery curves and hairpin turns that make you go backwards in order to go forwards. But all along this hazardous, twisted road that doesn't let you see very far ahead, there are frequent signs that say the best is yet to come. And at the bottom right-hand corner, written in an unmistakable hand, are the words, As I live, saith the Lord. Ruth. Ruth and her family had gone into Moab because of a famine in, in Jerusalem. And when it was all said and done, she came out, widowed, and both of her daughter-in-laws widowed. She had lost her husband and lost both of her, both of her sons. And if you look at Ruth chapter 1 and verse 19, Ruth chapter 1 verse 19, so they too went. She comes out. She doesn't come out with both of her daughter-in-laws. It's only Ruth that stays with her. Orpah stays back. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them, and they said, is this Naomi? Now bear in mind, Naomi, the name means pleasantness. It's a Hebrew name that means pleasantness. All of our names have a meaning. And hers, hers is pleasantness. But notice what she says in verse 20, and she said unto them, call me not Naomi. Don't call me pleasant. Call me Mara which means bitter. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. 
I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. I, uh, you may remember we've, we've preached on that little aspect of things before. And uh, we, we say that Ruth was fuller than she thought when she left Jerusalem, when she left or Bethlehem, the house of bread, and went into Moab. She says now in hindsight, she says, I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? This is something we're often tempted to do. We're often tempted because as Christians, we know that, that God has the power to stop anything bad from happening to us. Don't, don't we believe that, right? A God who spoke the universe into existence in six working days surely could stop anything that, that happens to me that's bad. He, he, could just, he could just stop it. And so we attribute those things to him, forgetting that, that the, the bad that takes place in this life is, is a direct result of, of what took place in Genesis 3. And these things will continue to go on until the last enemy, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, that shall be destroyed is death. I'm looking forward to that, aren't you? I want a front row seat to that one. But she says here that the Almighty hath afflicted me. And then verse 22, so Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. What was Ruth saying? Ruth was saying, all these things are against me. Grubby-looking guy came into a church office one time to ask for some help, to ask for some money. The pastor asked him, what's your name? And the guy said, hard times. That's my name, hard times. You go through the rest of the, the, rest of the book, you go to chapters 2, 3, and 4. And what takes place here? At the end of chapter 1, you, you got Naomi saying, call me not Naomi, but call me Mara. Call me Mara. Call me bitter. Don't call me pleasant. Naomi had become one of those people that uh, you learn the hard way if you're good at learning and you learn at one time not to ask, how are you doing? Because if you have the time, they will tell you. But by the time you get to the end of the book of Ruth, just three short chapters, oh, by the way, this delightful human interest story is, is set. Take a look at the very last verse of the prior book, Judges, just before Ruth starts. If you read the book of Judges, it's, it's I, I don't know how else to describe it, except it gives us accounts of many sordid things that take place when people get far from God. That, that, that's the best way I could sum it up. But here's how God sums it up in verse 25. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. They were true libertarians. Some philosopher many years ago said that the, the last virtue of a completely corrupt society is tolerance. When tolerance is all you have, you got complete corruption. And that's what you had in, in the book of Judges. And this delightful human interest story, this delightful love story between Ruth and uh, her, her eventual husband, it, it's just, it, it, it's wonderful as it unfolds. But keep in mind the setting. The setting is, is, is not a good setting. And by the time we get to the end of chapter 1, Naomi is saying, all these things are against me. But by the time we get to the end of Ruth, she is now a grandmother. She is holding a, a, little, a, a little child named Obed, a little boy named Obed, 
Ruth is remarried to Boaz, and this little boy is going to be in the line of David, the grandfather of David, who is in the line of Jesus Christ. Ruth had no way of knowing it. Boaz had no way of knowing it. Obed would never know it in his lifetime. But in Matthew and in Luke, their names would show up in the genealogy. The genealogy of the Messiah of Israel and the Savior of the world. All these things are against me. She goes into Moab. She is widowed of her husband. She loses her two son-in-laws. She comes out with one daughter-in-law who gets remarried. And if this story of Ruth had just ended in a little Judean village with an old grandmother hugging on a new grandson, <coughs> then the word glory would be an overstep in describing it. But it doesn't end there. Our author lifts his eyes to the forests and the mountains and the snows of redemptive history. Take a look at chapter 4 and verse 17. We are told simply that this child, Obed, is the father of Jesse, and Jesse is the father of David. And all of a sudden, we realize that all along, something far greater has been in the works than we could ever imagine. God was not only plotting for the temporal blessing of a few Jews in Bethlehem, he was preparing for the coming of the greatest king that Israel would have, David. And the name of David carries with it the hope of the Messiah, the new age, peace, righteousness, freedom from pain, from crying, from disease, from grief, and from guilt. This simple little story opens up like a stream into a great river of hope. And yet just a couple chapters prior to it. How's it going, Naomi? How's it going, pleasantness? Call me not Naomi. Call me Mara. All these things are against me. Have you been there? Have you been there? For our light affliction, Paul says, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. How could Joseph know? How could Jacob know that all of these things would mean a place for God to sequester his nation in safety until it grew to where it could be out on its own. How could Naomi know that all that happened in Moab would lead where it led? While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Our God, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, we have been shown through the Word of God just how great our God truly is. These lessons began in the book of Isaiah, where it is described to us the magnitude of the power of God. But that same Almighty God was also so kind and so loving that He sent His Son Jesus Christ to make the payment for our sins. God could have ended the universe with the sound of His voice, but He chose instead a way for you and me to spend an eternity in heaven with Him. So if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, 
If you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.